What is happening, people of the interwebs? It is time for another episode of the Do Things Podcast. But before we get to the show, a quick word from our sponsors. And if you happen to be thinking to yourself, well, now I don't know where to get started. I understand Anchor.fm is great, but how do I make a podcast? I have got you covered. We have a brand new course called Do Podcast that take you from start to finish everything you need to know about making and distributing your podcast. There is a free course where you can learn everything you need to know to use just your phone to create your very own podcast. Go to dothingsonline.com and start today. We can't wait for you to do that podcast. What is happening, people of the interwebs? It's Todd Frazier. This is the Do Things Podcast. I hope you are doing absolutely wonderful today. Uh, In this episode, we are going to get into the Todd Talks show. This is the show where I interview people and we talk about their story and uh, give you some insight and some inspiration to help you take action because these people that I interview, they've done some really amazing things. And in this episode, I interview my buddy, Mikhail Alphon. You may have heard him before on the podcast. We get into a few different things. We talk about, uh, get into a few nitty gritty pieces about digital marketing and running a business. Also, uh, his wedding. We talk about his wedding and uh, you're you're not going to want to miss that part. So without further ado, let's get into the first Todd Talks episode with Mikhail Alphon here on the Do Things Podcast. All right, for my next guest, I've got, uh, he's a social media guru. He's the owner of Blue Light Media, and he's just an all-around amazing guy. Welcome to the show with me, Mikhail Alphon. Mikhail, how you doing, man? I'm great, dude. Thank you so much to have you here. I do have to correct you a little bit. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I apologize, partner. Yeah. Uh, he's a co-owner. Yeah. But really, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I get to be the president, CEO, of guys, but like, right. Yeah, I have a partner. Yeah, it helps quite a bit. Okay, so. co-owner, <laughs> real owner. It's okay. We're yeah. we're okay either way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so something really exciting has happened for you recently. Uh, you got engaged. I did get engaged. You got engaged. Oh, I'm scared. Where are you gonna take this? But I did, <laughs> I did get engaged. I have an amazing fiance. We're like basically done with all of our. Um, wedding planning which is that's awesome. huge yeah and, what, and you have a date that's like six months away no it's a feels like six months away it's Dude, like nine months away you're so far ahead of the game yeah so far ahead of the game gotta do it got it i, I have yeah. an agency to run i know <laughs> i got stuff to do exactly i can't sit around and plan a wedding for nine months exactly yeah that's exactly the thing so I'm... what color flowers did you pick uh i don't know I don't think we're doing very many flowers, but oh. that's that's Alexa's thing. I handle right. the. It's very much separated. She handles the creative. I handle the contracts. Like, nice. Yeah, and then a lot of the coordination. I'm doing a little bit of the marketing. Everything's right. set up like. Wait, I'm you're like, marketing for your wedding? Yeah, everything's set up. Okay, like, I gotta hear. Okay, what's your what's your marketing for the wedding? So I have. Um, if you go to mexapinowedding.com, you can subscribe. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> Wait, mexapinowedding.com. Yes. Subscribe. Um, but anyways, we have the lead capture form, right, where our friends and family are putting in their email addresses as well as their home addresses so that we can send them the direct mail. This is just how yeah. with the invitation. But um, we also, there's a huge problem the the pain point for like everybody planning a wedding is nobody responds to rsvps no way so instead of like i'll get text messages because i don't respond to them either and so instead of responding um like doing that whole route we're actually just going to send out like a drip campaign just like anything else so every month we're going to have a reminder like hey make sure you rsvp rsvp by this time 
And then it's a destination wedding. Okay. So we're also going to be doing it like as a newsletter. It's like, oh, by the way, like you can also go ride quads and like do this while we're there, like all of these things. Um, wow. So it's going to make it really, uh, really easy on that front. Everything will be digital. That, okay. Now, <laughs> I don't, is anybody doing this? No, I don't know why. <laughs> you started, you, you literally just started a new branch of your company. Ooh. Oh God. Okay. No, okay, no. <laughs> but, but legitimately, like yeah. for real, like your whole point of the pain point is, I mean, you lay it out as because you're a marketer, because you're a business owner. Yeah. That's the way your mind thinks. I get it. I'm there. I, yeah. I, I, I love this. And you laid it. The pain point is nobody RSVPs. You have a hard time mm-hmm. getting, getting feedback from people. So why not just use it like the skills and the information yeah. that you've got to run a marketing campaign? Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. But it's not a marketing campaign. It's not not a marketing I mean, it, campaign. It's it's would you it's not not a marketing yeah, campaign. Yeah, I mean it's like you're you have it's you communication. Have, it's communication. You have like your objective, the conversion is people coming or at least RSVPing in a prompt manner. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't So know. is Alexis okay with you calling it a marketing? Uh, she knows that what it is. She's like, wait, did you just turn this into? Did a you business? just funnel my wedding? It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, it, I, I, like, if I had a little bit more time, I would just brand the whole thing. Like, it would be rad. But I, don't, I probably wait, could. Do you have a logo yet? No, we just we have the hashtag, which is Mexipino wedding. Mexipino. And wedding. it's not one of these like the not forward slash forward slash Kyle forward slash forward slash Allison. Like, it, you know, have you seen these? They're insane. They're insane. No, it's just mexipinowedding.com. Dude. That's awesome. Yeah. The that, whole farm, everything is perfect. I love the whole, and, and so I think that that takes us right into actually the next thing I want to talk about is your agency. Yeah. You're running a digital agency. You, you Obviously, your mind thinks this way. You you take things that most people are just like, oh, I'm going to send out a wedding invitation. I'm going to, you're like, no, 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 no. I'm going to, I'm going to make this thing a, a well-oiled machine uh, and we're going to do this the best that we possibly can, which is what you're doing with your wedding. Um, and I think that's probably the way you've approached everything that you've done with your agency. Right? I like to think so. Yeah. The team might, the team, the might, team might disagree. Otherwise. Hey guys, team, if you're watching this, comment below. Tell us, tell us how we're wrong. Yeah. Okay. In my head, it, it runs perfectly. Yeah. Well, okay. But perfection, I think is something that a lot of people strive for and it's not possible. Right. We can't be perfect. Things are going to happen. Bumps are going to happen. Right. Right. Yeah. But it's how you respond to those and how you react that makes the difference. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's something that really is, is especially in this space, you have all these kids. I was just, I had a meeting with somebody yesterday who he's younger, um, he's got a really good head on his shoulder and he's really motivated, but he's been behind the the digital marketer scene and mm-hmm. he's done all, he's seen all that and he's like, I hate it. Yeah. Like the people are bad people, the the motivation is all dollars and there's there's no relationship to it, which is the part that I really dig, yeah. is the relationship, the building with yeah. people. How have you kind of circumvented that? Because you just took a wedding that's a very emotional thing, you funneled it in a very real, positive, attractive way. Like, I think that should be a part of your business. And we'll talk about that later. Maybe we can get some investors if you want to invest. Um, so, but but you you quickly went to that, but you did it in a way that I feel like is, is like a legitimate fix to a problem. Yeah. Like you hit that pain point. Yeah. Is that how you approach all of your, your clients when you're dealing with your... Marketing? Yeah, I think the biggest, I think the way that we've been able to not be just about the money and all that, that is like we, well, for one, we work with a lot of like early stage and mid stage brands. So we end up like having that startup feel with them quite mm-hmm. a lot. You know what I mean? We're, you know, we're on weekly calls with them. We're, uh, a lot of them, uh, you know, they're text messaging us, which isn't, honestly, it's not the best way that we want to communicate, but right. we, we don't 
you know, we don't like stop working at five and we're just empathetic to where, I know empathy is kind of like a buzzword, but we're really empathetic to where these people are in their businesses. And I tell the team all the time, it's like, we have to treat these businesses like they're, like they're ours. And they are. Because that is how you're going to continue that relationship. Yeah. In fact, we've actually changed the, like the vernacular in our, within the company. So it's like, we don't even call them clients. We call them partners because that's what we are, you know? So it's like little things like that, I think help out quite a bit. Um, but it's also just understanding, I mean, look, we've dealt with mom and pop, like wing restaurants Mm -hmm. all the way up to like the Clorox company Mm -hmm. and everything in between. So, um, where we are now, there's a lot of startup companies and we're dealing with the people whose businesses these actually are as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, we just have to, we have to understand, like, if it gets tough, we have to understand where they're coming from yeah. all the time, you know, so. Um, and if they win, you win. Yeah. And right? they I have mean, to win. Th- yeah. Like, we actually have to do a good job. Right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's, you're, it's based on merit? Yeah. Uh, no, you're just supposed to get. Yeah. Like, so so we, we did, this weekend, we did uh, a, an escape room thing, like a box game with my family. Sure. At my dad's house. And it was this, we it's all puzzles and things and it's great and we get to the end and if we got ourselves out of the room by figuring out the puzzle we were supposed to save the town right because mm-hmm. this explosion was right. gonna happen we get out of the room we save the town we're all excited there's other two options one of them is you didn't finish and one of them was um one of them was you couldn't get it the machine stopped but you got out of the room sure so i'm like hey let's read those two let's see what happened what would have happened if we didn't save the town yeah we read the first one where it's like where we ran out of the room we didn't fix it we saved ourselves well, it turns out in this board game that is sold on the shelves, the whole town, we got the whole town out of there. So we still saved the whole town, yeah. even though we didn't finish the game. We yeah. didn't win. We still saved the town. The other one where we just didn't even get out in time, something happened. The machine didn't actually go off and we saved the town anyways. Everybody won. Uh, I don't like that. I was so irritated. Yeah. I was like, I worked, we, we put these puzzles together and we worked down this, this where we got irritated with each other because I'm competitive a little yeah. bit. Um, but in the end, in the part when it's like, oh, I want to hear what happened if we wouldn't have done it, it was like it didn't matter. Yeah, that you have to win. That part's definitely tough for me. It's it's hard. Like, it's hard seeing like the current landscape of of uh, uh, I don't know professionals who feel as if they should be rewarded for working hard. Now, do you think that those are professionals or do you think those are pretenders? I don't know. It's it's hard. I don't want to like. You don't want to label. I don't want to make like a blanket statement. But there yeah. are a lot of people, and not just millennials. Not just no, whoever. no, no. It's no. like there are just a lot of people who feel as if they should be, uh, like recognized for working hard. And I yes, I believe that you should kind of be rewarded for working hard. But it's not like, hey, look at me. I'm working hard. It's like no, shit, that's your job. Sorry. No worries. I uh, believed. Okay. You shouldn't have to be recognized for that. That should yeah. just be part of like the ML. Yeah. I don't know, but. That's it's just difference in uh, I think it's just the difference in values. Well, and and we before we started the interview, just talking about like some of the things that I've experienced with trying to get people along the way and and find people, and I've I've had people that have done some things for me, and then I just we stopped doing things because sure. it didn't work out. Right. How do you handle that in in a culture for your business with your employees to make sure that they realize like, look, I value you. Yes, you're working hard, but there is consequences to things not happening right and not necessarily by their fault because it just happens yeah like do you have have you had to deal with that in a major way yeah i've had to deal with that um a lot and i think it's just something that i think 
when you're dealing with other people so for context for the viewer listener Mm -hmm. uh, you know we have a team of six people Mm -hmm. Um, and when you're working that closely like I'm gonna end up seeing everything at one point or another Um, so anyways it's a little tricky because we are in tight quarters so I can't just say like hey come into my office then you leave into a sea of 200 people it's like no I'm gonna see you as I go to the bathroom five seconds after we talk right Um, but honestly it's just one-on-one conversations a lot Mm -hmm. like trying to be as clear as possible I'm not much, I don't like, personally, I don't like putting, like, crazy consequences, like, suspensions or, uh, like, revoking privileges. I don't really like that. I'd rather coach somebody through. Mm. So, for me, it's like, you know, I'll micromanage something for, I don't know, a week, sometimes a month. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll get really into exactly what's going on to every part of this process, but then I'll completely let go for like three months to the point where I have no idea what's what's going on. And the reason being is because I've already set my standard is how I look at this. I've already set my standard and now you're allowed to have iterations of that. You know what yeah. I mean? As long as you know what I'm looking for. Right. And then if something comes up, like a client's not happy or whatever, you know, whatever is happening, some sort of challenge, then we just sit down and talk about it again. And if it happens enough, then we, you know, then we have to like either assign you a new role Mm -hmm. or you know we can take it from there luckily it's just it's literally just been like assigning somebody a new role yeah and then they've exceeded beyond expectations in that so um i think that um i think one of my best qualities as somebody that is leading this company is that i do whatever i can to find a place for the people that we started with yeah you know that's not going to be huge yeah yeah that's not going to be the same for unfortunately it's not going to be the same for employee number seven eight nine ten right um, but with the team that we have now, it's like, no, nah, like you were here when it was really bad and yeah. I'm going to make sure that you're here when it's, when it's really good. Yeah. Um, no matter, you know, what that looks like on paper. Right. Absolutely. And, and that's a relationship thing. Yeah. You're building a relationship long term. Yeah. It's not short term. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I think people miss, lose sight of is that there's, you're building into people yeah. as you're creating this relationship. And then that fosters more in the end where they're exceeding expectations. Right. Right. I think that's, that's a big part of what this is all about is yeah. having that relationship where it's like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to be hard on you yeah. because I need to let you know where my expectations are yeah. so that you can, you can have kind of a, a bearing of where you're going. Yeah. But ultimately you got to do the work. It's also because I know what certain humans are capable of. Totally. Not everybody's capable of, of being really good at a certain subject but I know True. that I, like I know that with enough attention hard work time like that whole thing like you can be really really good yeah um, you know so I, I don't know if this is the part where I give it advice or anything but if anybody is starting an agency or not an agency but just a company in general and Any you start company. it with like six to five people it's like if you're the CEO if you're the president whatever you have to do like there will be times where you have to pull that card, but you don't say like, I'm CEO. It's like, you just have to set, it's just drawing the line. Yeah. Um, Setting a boundary. Exactly. But outside of that, in that, in that beginning phase, when you only have like five people you're working with, six people you're working with, you can't treat them like employees. Yeah. Got it. That's why I say team. Like, that's just what it is. We're in the together. You know what I mean? Here I go cursing again. But like, (laughs) you don't have to keep apologizing. I know. I feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we're, we're all in it together. We're all in it together. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that's kind of, that's, I think that that it it all comes down to setting a clear expectation and communicating along the way. Mm -hmm. And, and if there is, uh, an issue bringing it up, 
Yeah. I think a lot of people also they they are they shy away from actually coming down with saying, look, we need to talk about this. Yeah. Because if you can correct someone along the way, and I'm not good at that. I think that's my, I'm I don't know that I'm necessarily a great manager. I'm a I'm more of a visionary. Yeah. And 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 that's not the thing that I feel like I'm good at because I know I lack in laying out expectations because I'm more of the mindset of well I'll just do it. Yeah. Like I'll just let me just fix it. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that's that's important as the manager, CEO, main you know yeah. operations partner yeah. to have that in your mindset. Uh, but I think there's something that there's in in this advertising culture, especially. And again, I don't think it's millennial. I don't think it's generational. Mm-hmm. I think it's just people. But we're everything's so automatic and on demand. We get things when we want them. There's a lot of um, negativity towards paid advertising True. because if it doesn't work right away then it doesn't work, yeah. right? They automatically go to, well, it doesn't work. Facebook doesn't work. Instagram doesn't work. Uh, Google AdWords doesn't work. When the reality is they maybe just haven't spent enough time, mm-hmm. haven't spent enough money, or haven't done the right creative, right? right? So the, the question I have for you on that is how do you deal with a customer that you run a month's worth of a campaign and it doesn't necessarily bring back the feedback that they were expecting? Yeah. You might have been expecting it. Yeah. But how do you communicate that to them? Like, hey, hold on. Yeah, I think, it takes time. I think the biggest thing is uh, outlaying everything on the upfront. I'm like overly transparent in my pitch, gotcha. um, but you know I, we tell them uh, we tell them like you're gonna invest this much money or however they want to invest, and in the first month you're basically not gonna see anything. But yeah. we're gathering data. Like very technically, it's just like we're trying to generate enough traffic so that we can create custom audiences and see you know who we should be remarketing to in. in uh, in the later phases of the campaign. Yeah. So we're driving traffic to the site, we're picking up their information, all that stuff. In phase two, now we're going to start creating conversion campaigns and those conversion campaigns or engagement campaigns as well. Mm-hmm. And though, and then we're gonna start seeing like what are people actually reacting to, so on and so forth. Yeah. And we're remarketing to the people that we originally targeted in the first 30 days, let's just call it that. Second phase, you know, remarket to them, engagement campaigns, uh, conversion campaigns, more traffic campaigns, and that's like mid funnel. Yeah. And then finally, like after that, once we see something that's working, we continue to try to optimize those. And we have all, and then in month three, four, five, six, like we'll have all three of, of those phases of the funnel mm-hmm. working at all times if your budget allows it. Like, I'm sorry, if you're running a thousand dollars a month in ads, we can't do that. Yeah. Um, but uh, if your budget allows it, then we'll continue running that. So they know for sure that like 60 days, basically it's like, you can't run a campaign for like you can't run a campaign for three months and get everything you want. Right. Like six months, I think, is actually the minimum. Yeah. You know what I mean. And then after that, it's like optimization. But you gotta, you do have to test what's mm-hmm. working. You well, if I mean? you don't test, like that's the thing that I did with the YouTube channel in in growing it to a thousand subscribers to be able to see if I can actually do it with a way that tests my content. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the whole idea. Um, and so. I got comments from people when I was running a discovery ad, not a not an interrupting video ad, but a discovery ad on the sidebar or in a search. And people would click the video, watch the video, and then they would comment and be like, I can't believe you're running ads for your video. I don't like that. Like there's this, and I'm like, well, first of all, I don't care. You don't like it yeah. <laughs> because it's working, first of all. But there's this, there's this stigma, especially in the Instagram world yeah. as far as, running ads and and doing paid because the algorithm doesn't favor organic anymore sure it's what we have to do right there is something about that that's not 
that's not right. Like you're you're doing something that's um, off color, right? Like yeah. I'm, that's not okay. I mean, I guess, but like they're still watching like they're still watching Hulu with ads on it. All exactly. Day. Like right. <laughs> and I'm like, and, and I'm looking at that, and I'm saying like that's somebody that's completely out of touch yeah. with with the world that we live in. Yeah. Because if you look around, and if you even understand media, and I think this goes to where I want to. I want to close with us on this sure. on this this concept, but if you look around at media, and I've loved media, TV, radio, internet, podcast, YouTube, all that stuff. I've as it's gone and it's grown, I've only just realized in the past like, well, six years, yeah, that it's all based on advertising. Yeah, if there's no advertising, media doesn't exist. Yeah, right there because you're not necessarily it's not like a movie where you're selling a ticket but even there there's advertising that's why it exists there's two models so that person that's that person that's complaining about that it's like okay cool i can either put an ad here and you don't have to pay to be on instagram or you could pay 7.99 a month for instagram it's up to you like it's netflix and who well you still have to kind of pay for hulu but there's ads in hulu right um but i guess before that it was like fox tv you don't have to pay for Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but hbo you pay, you for, pay it. for it. HBO, there's no commercials. Fox, there is, right? Yeah. So it's like premium subscriptions or whatever you want. Yeah. So, I mean, somebody has to pay for it to be up. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> right. And, and that's the thing I think. And, and I don't know if it's an age thing. I don't think it's generational. I think it's just. They just haven't taken the time to understand. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and it's lack of awareness. Yeah. Like, you don't even realize the things that are driving the things that you love Ooh. from an entertainment standpoint. You don't even realize that you all of those discounts you were getting from Ralph's for putting your phone number in was people co- collecting data on you this whole time. And now we're all. Oh, yeah. We're like, we're like oh, I don't want to put my email address in Facebook because da 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 da. It's like, dude, like, they know what you eat. Like, bro, they, they know so much. They know. So, I mean, and we've got an Alexa in the room. Don't did she light up? She didn't light up. Good. She didn't light up. Um, but the, we are asking listening devices and we are asking technology to help us. Yeah. So we can't expect that it will only help us the way that we want it to help us because yeah. it has to work a certain way. Yeah. Right. And I think that's so it's, it's frustrating, but at the same time, I get it. Yeah. You know, people see that and they're like, man you're running ads or, or you're doing this, you're running paid traffic to your website yeah. to grow your business. Like that's, that's how you do it. Yeah. Like that's like not, you have to. and the, and the thing that's happening, I'm like con- so confused as to why that's a, an issue for people, but you know, but you, you hear it from people. Yeah. You can, I, I hear it. Yeah. I don't run. So for, um, for blue light and for my personal like content, yeah. I don't run any ads on it. I okay. have before because mm-hmm. I needed to test it. Um, but I don't run any, I don't right now. Um, on the client side, it's like, maybe I don't see anything wrong with it. I just don't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like you said, you're running an or you're, you're running a business. Yeah. (laughs) You don't have time to focus on becoming the next Ryan Seacrest. Why not? Right. I mean, but well, that's what we're doing. Right. (laughs) We're getting you, we're getting you down that. And okay. So I think that's, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, We've, we've sat down, we've had coffee a few times and the last time we were having coffee, uh, I was talking about wanting to be, you know, in the personality space and, sure. and you, the speaking and when I write my book and, and all the things that I've done there, it's like, I just, the personality place I think makes a lot of sense. And you're like, yeah, dude, like, like, that'd be great to be the next Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. And I think about that. I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. What is it about being the next Ryan Seacrest? Not necessarily him specifically, but that idea. Um, I love, it's such an interesting ambition to have. Because it is, I like to consider myself a humble person. However, 
having this ambition is recognizing that my personality resonates with a certain demographic of yeah. people. And so I love the idea of like, you know, building a business and an enterprise around like who I am, uh-huh. you know, because of how I decide to uh, portray or like deliver a message because, right. you know, and, um, and like just kind of being in the mix of everything without having to be like the crazy like movie star type right. of thing or like the Lady Gaga's of the world like right. that doesn't really do the thing for me I'd rather just be like I love the people yes. so that's like so it's the personality part yes I like that but the fact that like he just gets to talk to ba- like nobody doesn't do an interview with Ryan Seacrest right? exactly and so exactly. I love that I would love to just know as many people as possible have like that sort of like connection and access to a wide range of people I imagine that's what he has I have no yeah. clue really but in my head, that's what I made it out sure. to be. No, that's, and I, I, because I resonate with that so much in the space that I'm like, Ryan Seacrest has conversations. Yeah. Like, that's what he does. Yeah. Like, that's, and that's what I love doing. Yeah. And that's what I feel like you love doing. Yeah. And I feel like we're, we're both pretty gifted at that. And if you're gifted in a yeah. certain thing, you should really use that. Yeah. I think that comes back to just in, in general, what your purpose is. Yeah. Right. What's, what are you meant to do in life? Sure. And I think it lines up so much with what you're good at. Yeah. And where your where your strengths are as opposed to what box you've been put in. Yeah. Right? And I think that's something that uh we've both dealt with on a different different plane, but similarly, like you started off and if you if you haven't heard the interview, there's an earlier podcast you can check out. There's probably gonna be a link right here. Um where you were going to be a flight nurse. Yeah. And then things happen and life changed and now you're a, a really great marketer. And you're turning Thanks. weddings into funnels, <laughs> and like, but but my point is like you're you're using your your abilities that has brought you to a place that you didn't expect to go. It's true. What do you feel like your purpose is? I I feel like my purpose mm-hmm. in life is to inspire and equip people to take action. That's awesome. To stop because we have this thing in our minds that's like, well, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be. I mean, I gave you a copy of my book. Like it's yeah. you know, burn your plans. It's like, don't not have a direction. But stop waiting for the right time. Right. Just do the thing yeah. and see what happens. Hundred percent. And and you've done that. You've you've done something and then it's taking you to the next and taking you to the next and now you run an agency. Yeah. And uh, subscribe at mexipinoreading.com. Right. <laughs> so um, I I think that's so so big and I I love that you've done that and yeah. you you lean into what you're good at Thanks. and I think that people need to do more of that. So, I agree. Um, but dude, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate this you having awesome. me on. This is rad. Uh, you're gonna have to be a regular on the show. All right, you talked me into so, it. So yes, I talked him <laughs> into it. You heard it right here. Michaela Alphon is gonna be a regular. He's gonna be a correspondent and gonna do all kinds of stuff. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, as we grow into uh, the next phase of our existence, 100%. I think it's so good. All right, stick around for Eric Spike Repair, the musical guest, and we will see you after the break. Take any more. 